0: To begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Well hello and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast that's been created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you, wherever you might be tuning in and listening from today, I want to say thank you. Thanks for being part of this community and perhaps you've just discovered us for the very first time or perhaps you are a subscriber and in fact every episode comes uh, automatically into your feed and uh, you get to tune in. However you have come about uh, this conversation and uh, this edition of the Inspired by Yarra podcast, I want to say welcome. We've got a, a range of episodes in the vault, in the library, and today is another cracking conversation. Today I'm going to sit down with Daniella Sirachi from the class of 2004. And it all started with the delights of the school uniform. Enjoy this conversation with Danny Sirachi. And we're going to begin by asking about when she did start her journey at Yarra and what her first impressions of the school uniform were.
1: Oh good question. I'm a fashion lover so um I think that's a great question you've asked there Paul. So I started in year nine um, and I wrapped up year 12 in 2004. Um, I have very fond memories of my time at Yarra Valley and the school uniform for me was a class act. I loved <laughs> the vest option. I loved the kilt option. I loved the sports options for a girl that loves fashion. There were plenty of options, um, amongst the fashion wardrobe.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. That's terrific. And, and not everybody loves their school uniform, perhaps the way that you did. And, and as you say, maybe because there were options that worked for you.
1: I think so. And, you know, you wore the blazer with pride, um, the, the colour combo for me was a very stylish and subtle set. So, yeah, I, I have very fond memories of my time at Yarra because of the uniform.
0: Yeah, right, that's great. So let's go from uniform to location. You're in Year 9. Where would we find you? Where was a place that you liked to hang out at, at school in a geographic sense? You know, were you mm. liked being on the ovals? Were you up on a stage somewhere? Did you, you know, h- hang out at the CAF a lot? Where, where If we were looking for Danny, where would we go to find you?
1: I loved being outdoors, Paul. I think the Oval was definitely up there, but also the music department. Um, I was always, uh, all my friends used to hang out in the music headquarters. So yes, in between fresh air, getting fresh air and um, definitely the music and arts, arts areas.
0: That's great, and and were you a musician yourself? Is that sort of one of the things that you enjoyed pursuing?
1: Yeah, I I, um, I definitely uh, played the piano when at my time at Yarra, but I was heavily involved with all the musicals as well. So the theatre um, mm. side and and definitely again the fashion side and creating those outfits that um, we wore on stage.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So mm. were you involved in actually? Um, I don't, I'm not sure of the language, is it designing and actually creating and and sewing the costumes or, or did you just enjoy wearing them?
1: I think um, we enjoyed wearing them. My girlfriends and I were always, um, yeah, We while we studied a little bit of fashion at school, it was more so being able to wear them up on stage and perform in those outfits.
0: Yeah. So take us back. Let, let's imagine we're in the PAC, um, the lights come on and you're about to, performing. One of your favorite, whether it be a particular like um, did you have a solo? Was there a particular musical that you loved being part of or, or maybe it was a an assembly that you got to to play the piano for? Take us back to one moment of uh, on stage performing.
1: Um, this is reminiscing isn't it? There was a, I was the lead in The Hare, The Tortoise and A Fistful of Fa- Fables. Um, so I remember the spotlights coming on and the auditorium being full of guests and that Wonderful. daunting, that daunting okay. moment. But um,
0: yes.
1: I think it was just, it was a phenomenal experience. I was quite, um, I wouldn't say shy, but I was introverted in some ways. And, and theatre for me really helped me find my grounding and... And, um, essentially find my confidence through, through arts and, and acting.
0: Mm, I love that. So would you say, um, in terms of confidence, do you think part of that journey is that on stage you're actually pretending to be somebody else? Like you're, you're, you're a different character. So if there's feedback about, about your performance, it's actually about the character, not necessarily personally about you. Do, Do you think that's part of why those who are maybe introverted, find their voice when they're on stage, because they're actually pretending to be somebody different.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, for me it was great to be surrounded by creatives and like-minded individuals, but it was also that sense of, I can do this, I can, you know, play a different character, I can take on the feedback, but I can also develop personally and, and Mm. hopefully professionally as well. So, I, I really enjoyed that aspect and that, um, Essentially, that has helped me to be the person I am today, I think.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Hmm. And would it be too much of a stretch to to also imagine that you, while you're up there, and, and even though the spotlight might be on you, you know that you're playing your role as part of a team. Like it's a whole team effort, isn't it? And there's people who have got different roles, whether they're on the stage or maybe behind the scenes, and you're in that moment, you're just doing your part of a, a whole team effort. Tell me a little bit about team and, and that creative team that you were part of.
1: I think that's what I loved most about it. It brought together those creative minds, um, that skill set that you wanted to be around. It was that insp- hmm. inspiring um, group. We had um, We had so much talent in our year level and amongst all the other year levels. So it was great to be able to learn a script together, lean, e- lean on each other. If you forgot your way, you know, you'd always have someone backing you up or prompting you. Um, seeing all the creativity come to life, you know, the sets, the, the costumes, the design. It was definitely a team experience and, and um, yeah, definitely no iron team. You need to work together to bring together such a production.
0: Yeah, that's terrific. I, I, I love that, that reflection, you know, and, and that uh, journey that you've taken us through there. You mentioned group and, and talent. Let's think socially now. What, where did you hang? Like, who were your people? Who were you, were you hanging out in the, I know you mentioned you like to be sport or music, but what are the, you know, from a social perspective, Mm. what, you know, how, how did that group, impact on who you are? Did they keep you trapped as an introvert and 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 or or were they interested in your stories and your sharing and What did your friends do for you at Yarra?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm really proud to say I'm I think I'm nearly 20 years out uh, If I do my maths correctly, but I Have my still my two best friends are Yarra girls. So Eliza Horton and Jackie Tran um, Met them both in year nine. We played volleyball together they have been pillars of strength throughout um, my time at Yarra, but beyond Yarra, you know, um, I'm really proud to still have those girls in my life. Um, we formed a really strong bond, um, and it was definitely because of the sport and the arts and the team environment. Um, we you would definitely find us outside most most times, or in the the arts and Um, theatre world but I think it also gave me the grounding around they allowed me to be who I truly am Um, And they're they're very supportive girls and um, we have similar interests. So I guess we we were able to develop over that um, bond of, you know, both enjoying sport or all enjoying um, or having an appreciation for music. We still go to musicals. We are still interested in the sport rivalry. Um, So that lives on.
0: Yeah, okay. That's, that's awesome. Tell me then sport, Saturday morning, um, you know, you come at year nine and, and probably you're thrust straight into Saturday morning sport and that becomes part of your, uh, routine and your rhythm. Saturday morning for you was that was delightful, or was that a struggle to get up and get out and maybe travel to wherever? What was your sport, and what did you think about it?
1: I absolutely loved, adored um, Saturday morning sport. I would be up and at it, um, despite my poor parents running me around every Saturday morning um, here, there, and everywhere. Um, I played volleyball and basketball, and um, it was just such a such a delight to jump out of bed, put on my Sports uniform and be able to compete. Um, I think for me, the volleyball was the social aspect. It was the team environment that I thrived in. But then basketball, I I adored the competitive side, the fast paced the definitely the team tactics and strategies behind that. Um, and obviously winning some of those games as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a a little win every now and then does help for sure. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) Um, so let's, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get towards, um, the end of senior school, year 11, year 12. At, at, you know, in those days it would have been called VCE. Um, and You've, done, you've chosen somewhere along the line a, a selection of subjects and you don't ha- need to tell us a number, but did you get a, a particular score that enabled you to go or do or pursue what you wanted to do next? What happened as you left Yarra? Where did you go? What did you do next?
1: Yeah, so um, whilst I was at Yarra, I was actually um, studying on the side to be a pilot, so get my um, pilot's licence. So I was attending um, pilot camp. Um, out okay, at hang
0: on, slow down, slow down, slow down. What do you mean you're in, you're doing VCE and yep. just on the side, I'm going to learn to be a pilot as well. Yeah. Where did so that passion come from? Where's that, where does that start from?
1: I think when I was 16, my dad bought me my first, um, flight lesson just to see if I might be interested. And I, I actually was very interested. And then it, it evolved from there I remember through Yarra there was a course that you were able to do um, and it was a flight school so you do that on your downtime of school holidays so I would go out to Bacchus Marsh and do a two-week stint in studies and getting up my flat um, skills so I, I think I was flying a plane before I got my driver's license um, which is a good little fast fact um, So I was prepping everything from my side to focus on becoming a commercial pilot. Um, So for me, that was I'd already had I'd already dipped my toe in having flight experience doing the studies on the side. Um, So then after school, I continued on that flight path and I was doing flight training out at Moorabbin Airport. So Monday to Friday. That would consist of studies, exam, exams, and um, flights. Lots of flights throughout the throughout the week. Um, I went solo, um, which I was very, very nervous about and very proud of. And then I think I just, I think for me it was, I loved it as a passion, but to do it commercially, it was there would have been a lot of travel involved and it probably wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. So I think I did it for about a year after I left school and then I decided to reset and I went back to study and I think it was the tourism side that really was piquing my interest at the time. So I went back and studied tourism and event management. Um, And as part of the course, I needed to get hours up interning so I manifested a bit of a a list and I guess this is where my fashion flair comes back in. Um, I targeted uh, quite a few um, fashion houses and PR agencies that I thought or event agencies that I thought I could potentially get some experience at and um, ended up uh, getting in contact with the PR and event manager over at Maya. So um between Maya and I also landed an internship over at in Sydney um, at a PR agency so I was flying myself up every second week to be up in Sydney and in Melbourne um, doing as much interning as I possibly could at Maya and I guess that's how my career journey started in PR and, and events and I landed my first role as a PR coordinator at the Maya head office, um, almost 15 years ago.
0: Goodness gracious, I think you said you were flying yourself to Sydney, is that right?
1: Not, um, not in the hot seat as a pilot, no, I was, um, flying on a commercial, just to clarify, on a commercial, uh, Uh, airplane and, uh, yes, going up there every couple of weeks.
0: But obviously there's ambition there, isn't there? Like there's drive for you as a student at, at school to be pursuing your pilot's license and doing the work that takes ambition. And then you, you explore that there's, I think great authenticity and courage in, in pursuing it and then actually realising this is not for me and being willing to, you know, they, they call it pivoting, but being willing to try something different. You've been exposed to something now you, you've got a passion for and then you put in the time, the effort, the energy to reach out to people. You get a gig in Melbourne, you get a gig in Sydney and you make that work. That's tremendous drive. Where, where does that come from? Where does that motivation come from?
1: I think I've always had that in me. I've had it instilled from my very grateful to my parents. They've got, they've both got a, a brilliant work ethic, and that's been instilled in both my sister and and I. Um, mm. The drive and the motivation. I, I'm I'm self motivated. Um, always have been. Always will be. When I set something in my mind, I need to go and achieve it. Um, but I just yeah, it's a natural born driven skill set that I just I own I really do yes
0: that's great so tell me then and it might be difficult for you to answer this but let's let's bring it back to school and for the students who are tuning in and listening to to this now um we are in we in fact we've just finished a period of exams and feedback and and for some students that's been motivating and that's you know really prompted them because they've got some good results. They've done the work and they've got other for other students it's, it's been a bit deflating and and they've <laughs> sort of not necessarily you know we're we're about mid-year when we're recording this and and they haven't succeeded the way that they wanted to. Do, would you have any words of advice or guidance or suggestion to help them get back, like you, you said you're self-motivated and and you've kind of been born with that. What about those people who are struggling right now for motivation? Are there little suggestions or tips that you might offer from your experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's surrounding yourself with similar or like-minded people or individuals that will help and guide you on your journey. Um, Mm. I'm really Proud of my own journey and my experiences that I've had. I think for me, it's sh- it has certainly shaped. You know, hindsight's an amazing thing. It has shaped me to be the person um, I am today, both professionally and personally. But I think it it is finding your grounding and being amongst people that you can float ideas past and and finding um, you know someone like a maybe a mentor in your life that can guide you. Um, to where you're, you're thinking of heading or even just mapping out or journaling and coming up with a bit of a plan in your own mind will help you see which way you need to be heading. And then you're leaning on your support network to assist in getting you there. That would be my hot tip.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, a couple of things that I'm, I'm curious to pursue a little bit further, one around journaling and one around mentors and, And I guess, again, I guess stemmed from motivation and, and, and those things I imagine are helping you to grow and, and, and keep on, you know, becoming your best and, and, you know, it's it's an ever growing pursuit, isn't it? To, to try and be your best. Tell me a little bit about your journaling practice. Is that something that you're, you know, you're still part of today? When did it start? Why do you do it? How do you do it? How often? That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, um, for me, I think I started journaling ooh, when I was young. I used to, um, when we were fortunate enough to travel overseas with my families, I, I would always um, write a diary around my experiences and my thoughts and my travels. And then later in life, I went back to journaling. Um, I went and saw Hugh Van Kylenberg, Um who if you're not familiar with Hugh, he runs the Resilience Project and he is a big journaler um, and he is all about gratitude, empathy and mindfulness. Um, It's called Gem. And, um, you know, you can spend as long or as short amount of time journaling, you know, you can, uh, for me, I, th- I think both Dean, and my husband, and I did it for a good year together on what we were grateful for. And we would make that a part of our rituals at, at nighttime, just working through that together. Um, and then I hadn't done it for a while. And then recently, um, it was about a couple of months ago, I sat down again. Um, I'm 35 years old. So it, for me, was just working out what's next for my career um, and what's next for me to focus on. And it just, for me, it achieves um, clarity and a, a bit of a guiding light in terms of what I need to be doing next in terms of achieving that goal. So I, I'd highly recommend it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's great, and uh, happy to, to report that um, Yarra Valley Grammar we're one of the very first schools to get on board with the Resilience Project. Brilliant! Uh, we've had Hugh out here lots of times, and uh, it's it's sort of embedded in our in our wellbeing program. Uh, the Resilience Project uh, have have some great, um, I, I guess you know things like Gem that is helpful. You know, nice little quirky things to remember. But for those people like yourself who really take it on, uh, there's untapped benefit that you know that, that is right there and waiting and and I think journaling is one of those things that if you once you're doing it and you're in a rhythm of it then you know the value of it but when you first start it's really hard because you you know it doesn't kind of make a an instant change it doesn't bring about instant clarity it actually takes time and persistence and and hanging in there and sticking with it so I appreciate your uh, I guess your advocacy for the, the notion of journaling and, and mindfulness and gratitude and so on. So, so I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: I love that Yarra have that, um, on offer. You know, that's something I would have absolutely thrived on in school. So it's, it's an amazing asset to be able to offer your students at Yarra. And,
0: and often, (laughs) and I'm not sure whether you experience this as a student, but often, students have these experiences and in the moment they go, oh, here we go again, or no, you know, I don't want to sing that, or I don't want to be part of that, or I don't want to, um, you know, those, those rhythms and routines of school life that we as adults, we know it's going to be valuable. We, we've made, you know, good choices and, and good decision making around why we're doing it. But young people often don't actually embrace it the way that, you know, perhaps what you in hindsight can look back and go, oh imagine if, imagine if. Um, it is challenging as a young person to uh, take on board all of the things that are available these days, I, I guess.
1: There's so much available these days, you know, uh, even the extension of Hugh van Kylenberg's books, you know, there's the Imperfects, his podcast, that is available to everybody to tune in and listen to at any point. And it, it talks through different perspectives and it's a fantastic asset. Um, I, I wish that existed all my years ago in school. It, it's, it's phenomenal.
0: Yes. I, I, I sense that you would have been one to embrace it at the Absolutely, time. Absolutely. Well.
1: <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Um, so PR and event management, tell us a little bit about what that might look like day to day. So from a, you know, even a career perspective, if somebody's interested in that sort of world, what, what does that look like? Give us a, you know, maybe a a day in the life of.
1: That is a tricky question to answer because there is no set, um, routine to the madness of PR and the event world. Um, I've been fortunate to have worked in PR and events for the last 15 years. So, as I mentioned, I started out at, in Maya um, doing all their, um, I guess, pub- PR stands for publicity, so public relations. So that was everything from big fashion shows, um, in ambassador engagement, right through to um, sponsorship amplification through the likes of um, the Melbourne Cup Carnival. And back in the day, it was the Maya Fashions on the Field competition. Fast forward 15 years, I am the Group Account Director at a PR um, agency called Kate & Co PR. We have offices in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, I proudly head up the team of 10 publicists and we work, our um, agency is very much a lifestyle um, agency. So we are split across luxury, consumer and events and retail. Um, and I guess we've got a bit of a varied client mix. We um, I currently represent Lexus Australia, the Australian Turf Club up in Sydney, which is the races, but the fashion and lifestyle aspect of the races. Um, and then I guess from a, uh, an event perspective, we activate the Melbourne Cup Carnival as well through our sponsorships like Lexus, and pen folds. So a day in the life we could be doing everything from pitching to media to secure publicity, right through to styling photo shoots, writing media releases, managing guest lists. Another client that we proudly look after is Melbourne Fashion Week. So we would look to engage ambassadors to attend front row, dressing talent, um, making sure that they're they're seen, in the the hottest look of of the collection perhaps and making sure that's um amplified on their socials as well as um through other 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 platforms such as um broadcast and and print and online and digital um spaces as well.
0: So as you say quite varied (laughs) like there's a lot of things in there There um but what what I do love is you know you you began with appreciating and enjoying the 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 clothes that you got to wear at Yarra the fashion if you like and and to be fair not too many people would look at their school uniform and say yes that's fashion but you've crafted a role in leadership that gets you to touch and feel and interact with people who are in industries that you you have a a passion for anyway that's very clever of you
1: Thank you. Thank you. I think I, um, I always had an appreciation for style. That is definitely one of my values, but, um, yes, yeah, so that's what sets my heart on fire. So it definitely needs to be integrated into my day to day.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's marvelous to have been able to incorporate that. And, uh, something else that's going to set your heart on fire is The lightning round and what happens in the lightning round is I'm going to throw a whole bunch of questions at you. Short, sharp, maybe one word, maybe one sentence answer and we're going to kind of tip back into your memory banks and and explore a little bit of school life and a little bit of maybe after school life and uh, and see where we end up. Are you ready to strap yourself in? I'm ready.
1: strapped in. For the lightning
0: round. Excellent work, excellent work. Danny Sirachi from the class of 2004. What house were you in at Yarra? Annals. And were annals any good back in your day?
1: Annals were okay. We'd say okay. We dominated at swimming if my memory serves me correctly. But um, I was very happy to um, be the house captain um, back in my day with alongside my husband, Dean Letson, who, um, yes, yes. (laughs)
0: Now tell us about that. Was there a thing when you were at school or did that happen uh, later?
1: Much later. So we were very good mates at school, but much later in life.
0: Well, congratulations. And, And now married, you mentioned.
1: Now married, five years married. Thank you, Paul.
0: Good work, good work. What would you say is your best uh, other than being school uh, sorry um house captain, what's your contribution to annals? Are you on the sporting field, drama, debating, the chess group, what what was your finest contribution?
1: I think that team work environment so if that was on the volleyball court or amongst the arts and and creative I always was a part of a team environment.
0: Hmm when you're at school what was your nickname?
1: My nickname was Danny, Danny.
0: <laughs> very creative, aren't We're we? So sometimes? creative, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you travel to and from school?
1: Uh, I was very lucky. My parents um, would drive us in and out. We, we lived um, relatively close. It was about a 10-minute drive in and out.
0: What would we find in your lunchbox?
1: Oh, good question. Oh, I think it would either be definitely an apple. Mum sent us apples daily. Um, Those little Nutella snacks to keep our sugar levels up. Wraps were popular and a muesli bar.
0: Mm, Uncle Toby's.
1: Uncle Toby's.
0: (laughs) Who were the school captains back in 2004?
1: Hugh Middleton and Meredith Knox.
0: Very good, well done. And uh, and you. I imagine as a, as a house captain, you got to interact with sort of a, a student leadership group. Um, what are your views on what makes a good student leader?
1: Good student leader. I was very lucky to be part of the prefect um, leadership team and obviously the house captaincy. So I believe the assets of strong leadership is having um, an open heart and mind in terms of where the direction you are heading and really guiding that to your team's success.
0: Mm. This might be a really challenging question for you. What is your favorite item in your wardrobe?
1: That is the toughest question you've asked (laughs) Paul. Um, Gosh, I have ha- I have a very big collection of millinery with all my years of um, spring racing. So very lucky to have um, quite the collection of Philip Tracy millinery. And I think if I had to choose one garment, I would choose my recent purchase, which is a Camilla and Mark trench coat for the winter.
0: Ah, uh, lovely. And and have you worn it?
1: Oh, I have worn it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Uh, now I imagine, and and excuse my ignorance, but millinery hats—can I call them a hat? Is it as simple as a hat?
1: You can call it a hat. Yes.
0: How do you go with storing such a, an item? Because that, that they, at times they're large, they'd be somewhat fragile, I guess. How how do you store so many hats?
1: My husband teases me about this all the time, but oh, I does have he, right? um, I have taken over about four wardrobes in our house to store all the hats, but we've got wow. them in hat boxes. Um, so they're very well looked after and I probably have them on rotate for all the, the spring racing carnivals um, on the regular, I'd say. In, in between traveling from Melbourne to Sydney, we run two campaigns, so the autumn races and the spring races. Um, so they're, they're definitely in demand, I would say.
0: I'm very pleased to hear that it's not not a bite for an occasion, and then it, it never never gets out again that you're actually using them i think that I think that's marvelous
1: all about longevity
0: you uh you mentioned before that you've had the opportunity to travel um if and when the world continues to open up and and travel becomes more easy, what's a destination that you would strongly recommend and why
1: Oh um. Dean and I are heading over to America in August. um, But one of our bigger plans is to return to Italy, one of our favourite places. But on that European um, trip, I think we'd love to tap into the Maldives, perhaps on the way home.
0: Mm, That sounds nice. While you're sitting at the beach at the Maldives, you're probably going to spend some time uh, just enjoying the sun and reading. What book are you reading now?
1: I've got a couple on um, circulation. So I've, I'm halfway through Amber Petty's um, recent book, This Is Not A Love Song. Um, and the other one that I have on um, repeat, I, I generally go to as well, is the Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. I find that's a, that's a brilliant read for um, leadership, women in leadership as well, um, would highly recommend.
0: Lovely. Um, Thanks for inviting me. I'm coming over for dinner in uh, three nights time. What are you going to cook? What's your go-to? What's a specialty meal that you like to serve?
1: My prawn linguine, Paul. I would cook that up for you in a heartbeat.
0: Good work. I I like that. I'm going to give that a go. But actually, take me out of the equation. You can invite three people from any era, any time in history, dead or alive. Who's going to come to dinner for your uh, linguine?
1: My favorite fashion blogger, Chiara Ferrani, who is based in Rome. She would be flying in. Definitely (laughs) Oprah and probably Hugh Van Kylenberg.
0: Oh, nice work. And, and wow, imagine that the conversation that that group of people would have. And uh, I I dare say you're not going to be stuck in the kitchen for too long. You're going to be out there and uh, enjoying and and maybe I dare say even uh, managing the, uh, the conversation as well. That sounds wonderful. If you had a preference, or in fact you have a choice, would you go to house swimming or house athletics?
1: Athletics.
0: Mm, And what was your pet event?
1: 800 metre.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Um, You are very in tune with social media. What are two apps that are well used, heavily used on your phone?
1: I would say Smiling Mind. Uh, That's a great way to practice meditation. Um, It works for me winding down after a very, very busy um, period or day. And the other app I would probably go to is Aura, and it is a photo sharing app. We've got some best friends living over in Saudi at the moment, and we upload photos onto this shared platform. We've got a photo frame, a digital photo frame and it um, ha- it's in a mutual exchange of photos. I love that.
0: Yeah what a good idea. There are some really good things happening out there and and the connectivity is terrific to be able to share memories like that and actually co-create those sorts of things is uh, is wonderful. I, I, I really appreciate that. Is there a a, a memorable moment from your time at Yarra, whether it's on the sporting field, um, whether it's on the stage, sort of a moment when I think, when you think of Yarra, what's a moment that comes back to you?
1: I think, when I think of Yarra, I just recall being happy, pure happiness by the surroundings, by the people, by the teachers. I have very happy memories of Yarra and my time there.
0: Mm. If I offer the phrase Levavi Oculus, is that familiar to you? Do you know what that means?
1: Lift up your eyes.
0: Lift up your eyes. And whether as a student or now, what would your explanation of that school motto be?
1: I probably have more of a perspective um, now, Paul, if I'm honest. I think it is um, being open-minded but also having kindness always. But a, a grander perspective. So, understanding um, what you're looking at, or beyo- is there something beyond that that you're looking at, and having that story, that compelling story that um, grabs your attention and brings that to life.
0: Mm. Danny, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Mm. Best advice I've ever received. Um, Surround yourself with positive um, and and like minded people. I keep coming back to that, um, and gratitude for health and well being always.
0: Hmm, it's lovely. This is called the Inspired by Yarra podcast, and I wonder if and it might be names, it might be experiences, but what would you say inspired you at Yarra?
1: What inspired me at Yarra? Um, the connections, those connections inspired me. The, the, um, the opportunities, the networks, the, um, there was so much that I could select to do or throw myself into. That's what inspired me.
0: Mm. And then, because all those options are still there and they were there for everybody, but not everybody takes hold of them. Not everybody makes the most of them. And, and you were one who said, yes, pick me, I'll have a go. I'll try this. I'll, I'll experience this. Even if I'm not awesome at it straight away, I'll give it a go. And and I think that, that is testament to how you traveled your way through school, but then also the opportunities that you've actually created for yourself since leaving Yarra. So, um, hats off to you. One of those many hats that you have um, uh, yeah, congratulations on, on living a life that, that says, yes, let's, let's have a go. Let's, let's see what happens. Uh, I think that's a, a tremendous way to live. I've only got one final question and, and I appreciate your time. You've been really generous, uh, in, in your time with us this morning and, and, and sharing stories and reflections and, and, and that question is, w- what's the, the one question that you really desperately wanted me to ask you this morning? And then can you answer that question?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Um, maybe I'd written a few notes. Um, maybe what my what is my quote to live by, and and I guess yes. um, that's probably something that it's a bit of a mantra for me on a daily, um, daily practice. That would be my question if you'd like to ask.
0: Daniela (laughs) Sirachi from the class of 2004. Do you have a, a, an affirmation, a quote that maybe whether it's written at the back of the toilet door or the front page of your journal, something that you go back to again and again and again?
1: Win the morning, win the day. And that is attributed to Ben Crow over at Mojo Mindset. That for me is my go-to. So that sets me up, my morning routine sets me up for the success of the day. So I need to either... Um, get to, get on a run, go for a walk, do a boxing class um, and really set myself up for showing up for, for my team but also delivering the work for our clients and, and being present um, for my husband and my family.
0: I love that. And, and can you just give us a little bit more insight, win the morning, win the day. You've, you've mentioned exercise, that's part of you winning your morning. Mm. What are two or three other things that are regulars in your uh, winning morning?
1: Breakfast for sure. I cannot operate without breakfast and definitely a green tea or a smoothie to keep me, keep me going.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Danny, thank you for your time. Thanks for your generosity. Thanks for taking us back on uh, some of your twists and turns through your schooling. And, and actually it's, it's been a bit twisty and turny, but actually it's been uh, always with a goal in mind. It seems your journey through life, you've been aspirational, you've, you've had something ahead of you and you've worked hard towards it. And, and I think, you know, some people might look at your experience and, and say, oh, you know, she's really lucky. She just falls on her feet. She, but actually with intentionality, you've really put something ahead of you and you've worked hard to get there with motivation and, and drive. And, and I, uh, I really appreciate you, um, and, and your experiences and for sharing some of them with us today. You, it seems to me really, we're right from those early days and, and again maybe fashion but you were inspired by experiences of Yarra, people of Yarra, connections at Yarra and and you continue now to be an inspiration to Yarra. So for that we thank you.
1: Thank you so much Paul and a big congratulations to you and this podcast. I think it's a brilliant platform to be able to offer um, students of Yarra. Thanks for having me.
0: Well that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra and I hope you found this chat with Danny. Really interesting and intriguing. And and as I, as I try to sum up toward the end of our conversation, I just, I just feel like things just haven't happened by chance. There's motivation in her, built in, instilled in her, and and whether that's a work ethic, shared with her by her parents, that notion of wanting to study on the side to become a pilot, uh, and, and then pursuing a career, and studies to be able to really craft a career in an industry that has her rubbing shoulders with an industry and people who she wants to be part of. There's really intentionality in the way she goes about things. I appreciated this conversation and really value her time. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Please by all means pass it on, share this episode with somebody who you know maybe from the class of 2004 or somebody who knows Danny, somebody who's interested in uh, public relations or fashion or just somebody who likes good conversation. I hope you'll join us also next time when I'll sit down with another yog to see how they too have been inspired by Yarra. My name's Paul Joy and on behalf of everybody here at Yarra, including the small team of people who put this podcast together and share it with you, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you head on out there with intentionality to make a positive impact in the world around you.